KMTT, Tuesday, Chet, Tammuz. Today's Shia by Harav Moshe Taragin in the Essentials of Avodat Hashem. Again, there will be no uh, daily Midrash today or for the rest of the week. Uh, this is Ezra Beck. I'm on Shlichut uh, in South Africa and therefore cannot prepare the daily Midrash. I'll continue next week when I get back. Tomorrow's Shiur on Wednesday will be the Shiur in Mesechet Brachot, Halacha Avagada. And now, Arav Taragin. Many are familiar with the well-known position of the Rambam regarding the Mida Benonis, the golden mean, the middle-of-the-road position. The Rambam asserts this in a very prominent location, Hilchos Deos, the beginning of Hilchos Deos, Parag Aleph, a section of halachas which are dedicated to describing the attitudes, the values, and personality traits which are vital towards religious identity. Of course, the Rambam refers solely to the world of personal character management and character development. When a person tries to develop a religious and moral character, the Rambam believes that every trait is healthy, or most every trait is healthy, in balance and dangerous in excess. The Rambam is in no way describing the middle road as optimal regarding purely religious and certainly ritual ritual activities such as Torah study, mitzvah performance, love of Hashem, religious passion. In those areas, the Rambam, of course, doesn't advocate moderate or um, checked behavior. those areas, a person has a responsibility to serve as deeply and as intensely, as committed and as passionately as he, he or she can muster. But the Rambam is describing character management, personality calibration. The Rambam begins Hilchos Deos, Parak Aleph, Halacha Aleph, as follows. Deos harba yesh l'chol echad v'yechad m'bnei adam v'zu m'shunam m'zu v'rechokam imenu b'yoser. People have different character traits, or one can say tendencies. Some get angry easily. Some are more calm and tranquil. Some are very, very haughty. Others are more modest and unassuming. Some are very, very lustful and greedy and are easily swayed by their passions. Some are more pure and um, I I guess the opposite, the Rambam uses the term um, are more pure and have very, very little desires, are able to modulate their desires. Some are balnefesh rechava, or very avaricious. Some are frugal. The Rambam continues in Allah Bays having asserted differences in variety amongst human beings. The two poles, the two extremes within each character trait. Tova is not an appropriate or virtuous um, personality trait. He shouldn't try to assimilate excessive, polarized behavior. And if he finds himself tilting in these directions, the Rambam concludes, He should try to regain his balance, return to the middle. The Rambam writes, and here he doesn't use the phrase, he uses the phrase, 
Bederech Tovim, the way either of good people or the way itself, which is good and appropriate. Vihi Haderech HaYeshara. So in the end of Halacha Beis, in Hilchos Deil's Perak Aleph, the Rambam applies a very interesting term to what we know as Mida Benonis or Shvil Hazav, the golden mean. The Rambam refers to this as the Derech HaYeshara. It begins Halacha Dalet after, after I'll skip Halacha Gimel, it begins Halacha Dalet. HaDerech HaYeshara He Mida Benonis Shebuchol Deya The Middle Road. The Rambam establishes a parody or a parallelism between the term Mida Benonis, the Middle Road, and Derech HaYeshara. A little bit later in the parak in Halacha Hey, the Rambam commands us, We must follow these moderated, balanced approaches. They are not just virtuous, but they're yashar. Typically, we interpret the term yashar to refer to super-morality, sensitivity to the spirit of the law, not just the letter of the law. I mentioned in a previous year the Pasuk on Vyaschan on Vyasisa Hayashar Vyatov, a Pasuk which, at least according to some, serves as a source for the entire world of Lefnim Mishra Sadin, the mandate, the opportunity to transcend the letter of the law and act in a moral and compassionate manner, even if Halacha doesn't legislate such behavior. The Avos were called the Yesharim. Sefer Bereshis is called Sefer HaYesharim, presumably, as the Nitziv introduces in his introduction to Sefer Bereshis, presumably because of their capacity to act in concert with a moral spirit, not just to adhere to a system of legislation. The Rambam appears to describe perhaps an additional or perhaps an exclusive definition to Yashar. Yashar, not from the term of virtuous or possessing integrity, but yashar from the term straight, balanced, possessing equity, rather than tilted or extreme. According to the Rambam, the concept of yashar, the derech yashara, as he concludes halacha beis, or as he begins halacha gimel, the drachim hatovim v'hayisharim, which he describes in halacha dalid, according to the Rambam, these phrases of yashar refer to a person's ability to reach that balance, that moderated sense of equality or personal equilibrium when it comes to character development. The Rambam describes the Derech HaYeshara, the Midabenonis in Halacha Dalet. V'hi ha'deya shehi rechoka mishteha k'tzavos rechok shaveh Equidistant from either pole. V'eina krova lo lezu v'lo lezu Not in any way tilted towards either pole. This the Rambam describes as the Derech HaYeshara. L'fichach tzivu chachamim harishonim shehe adam sam deosav tamid umishayr osam umechavin osam b'derech haimtzais. The Rambam lends greater urgency, greater significance to personal introspection, to self-examination. Self-examination, according to the Rambam in Hilchaz Deos, is vital not only to assure moral drive religious inspiration, but in some ways to moderate against excessive character development and to constantly check and balance and adjust the system of personal values and of personality traits.
Many have questioned after a source for the Rambam. Where did the Rambam get this from? It's a fascinating concept. Perhaps our own empirical, our own experience verifies its importance and its validity. But there seems to be little source for this in Chazal. Perhaps the closest source which can be located is an interesting Yushalmi in Chagiga. Yushalmi in Chagiga, in the second parak, the first halacha, describing Torah, but presumably not merely describing Torah, but Torah as a way of life, as evidenced by the metaphor which the Yushalmi invokes. Hatara Zuli Shalmi writes, this Torah, the system, Domel Shvilim, can be compared to two parallel roads. Echad Shal Or, the Echad Shal Shalag. One road, which is adjacent to heat. Another road, which is adjacent to chilly snow, to icy conditions. Hita Bazeh, if a person it's not really two roads, perhaps maybe two shoulders to the same road. Hita if he approaches too close to the road of heat, mate bore, he can die, overheating, exhaustion. Hita if he gets too close to the road, which is chilled, which is cooling, mate he can die, hypothermia. Mayasa, what should he ideally do in order to modulate between these two relative roads of heat and cold? Yahalach Bamsa. Try to achieve some sort of balance. Interesting that the Shalmi chooses as the contrasting roads heat and chill and cool, hot and cold. Because that's really the homeostatic balance which we sense is Required from a biological standpoint for human prosperity, for human comfort. We don't necessarily balance light and dark. There are moments of light and there are moments of darkness. But we do balance, as I said before, homeostatically, we do balance our body's heat, the heat of our environment. And the Yishami and Chagiga selected this feature of our environment in order to impress upon us the value of balancing the system of values which the Torah presented us with. And this presumably is the closest source to the Rambam's description of the golden mean, of the Midah Benonis, the Yishami in Chagiga. To be sure, the Rambam is aware of a certain value of slightly inclining towards either pole allowing some excessiveness in your behavior but only in order to protect against tilting in the opposite direction or to restore the loss of equilibrium. In Allah Hay, the Rambam writes, having described an adherent to the Midah Benonis to the Derech HaYishara to the Derech HaTova to the Derech HaChamim, having described this optimal way of life the Rambam writes, A person who is a bit more midactic, a bit more vigilant. And he tilts away from the golden mean. Slightly in either direction. 
As opposed to the Chacham, this person is referred to as a Chassid. Vizuhi Midas Chassidus. This is a way of pious individuals. So the Rambam, interestingly enough, establishes a contrast of two different attitudes or two different approaches. One approach which is squarely, squarely in the middle, equidistant from either pole. And one approach which allows slight inclination, slight deviation or migration toward a pole in order to protect against excessiveness in the opposite direction or to correct such excessiveness. It's slightly unclear from the Rambam which approach he prefers. Obviously, they're not mutually exclusive. One can claim that the goal, ideally, is to occupy the midpoint, the median, but at different stages from a practical standpoint, we may be forced to adopt slightly inclined behavior, slightly tilted behavior, in order to protect against imbalance, in order to correct imbalance. But it does appear from the end of Halachahe as if the Rambam prefers the derech ha-chachamim, the derech ha-tovim, the derech ha-yisharim, to the derech ha-chasidim, to those who are slightly more machmir on themselves in order to achieve or to protect against the loss of imbalance. It's a very interesting Gemara and Shabbos, Kuf Chafala from Adbeis, which I'll just mention. It's a little to do with the Rambam, but another fascinating contrast between the derech ha-chachamim and the derech ha-chasidim. Of course, the word chassid does not refer to modern-day phenomena of chassidus, but to the balance between piety and wisdom. Umar in Shabbos, on the Kuf Chafala from Adbeis, says, Tani Tana Kamei Derava Barafuna, Ahareg Nechashim Ve'akrabim B'Shabbos, those who used to murder, or used to kill snakes and scorpions, poisonous snakes on Shabbos, ain't ruach chasidim no They were assaulted, they were critiqued by chasidim, pious people who questioned the need to kill these poisonous rodents on Shabbos. Amar lay, so Rabbi Baravuna told this Tana, having listened to this Tana statement about the chasidim, v'yosan chasidim, Rabbi Baravuna said, ain't ruach chachamim no The chachamim were angry at the Hasidim's anger at these people who killed scorpions and snakes. And perhaps this Gemara highlights two different approaches, two different character traits within each of us, the trait of piety and the trait of wisdom, the trait of zeal and the trait of balanced understanding of our world and of the importance of that equilibrium, that personal equilibrium. It's a very interesting story. I'm just paraphrasing the story of Adeli or Chaim Velazhina at one point had received a veto from the Vilna Gon about his own participation in a particular project. Chaim Velazhina wanted to participate in a, some sort of project, and the Vilna Gon nixed it. And at some point, the Vilna Gon conveyed to Chaim in the following statement, Du bistakluger, nishtafrumer, which is Yiddish for the concept he told Chaim Velazhina, you're a wise man, you're a kluger, you're not a firmer, you're not a firm person. Evidently, of course, Chaim Velazhina was quite firm, was quite devout. But evidently, the Vilna Gon thought that at least in Chaim, the trait of wisdom was more indigenous, was more innate than the trait of piety. And he called him a kluger, not a firmer. And he suggested that for this particular project, a firmer was more necessary. So you have a similar contrast in the Gemara and Shabbos, Kuf Chafalaf, between the Hasidim and the Chachamim, 
at least in the Gemara Shabbos, Kuf Chafala from Adbeis, the Chachamim seem to victor. Rava Bar Rafuna seems to favor the Chachamim in this instance. That same bias seems to emerge from the Rambam's statements in Ochos Deos. The Chasidim, the Derech HaChasidus allows certain moral tilts. Whereas the Derech HaChachamim maintains a balanced, moderated, sturdy, median approach to Avodah Hashem. Not to Avodah Hashem bin Adam Lamakom as much as Avodah Hashem bin Adam Le'atzmo in terms of developing character traits and maintaining character traits. Of course, in Perak Beis, the Rambam allows that there are two traits which are so dangerous that they should not be indulged in. And in this case, the Rambam does advocate an extremist approach, an absolute rejection or denial of any part of these traits. The Rambam in Halacha Beis, in Perak Beis, excuse me, describes the traits of anger and of arrogance as particularly dangerous. The Rambam writes in Halacha Gimel, these are traits in which it is forbidden to adhere to the middle road. He should aspire towards absolute, passionate, almost excessive, excessive reduction or renunciation of these traits. One is anger, as I said before, and the other is arrogance. The Rambam quotes the... Uh, famous Mishnah in Perkei Avos doesn't really quote it but the Mishnah in Perkei Avos Perk Dalet, Mishnah Dalet cites Rabbi Levitas Ishyavna who wrote, who uttered Me'od, Me'od have a Sheval Ruach and perhaps the inclusion of the word Me'od not just the word Me'od but the repetition the redundancy Me'od, Me'od have a Sheval Ruach corroborates the Rambam's position that regarding personal humility regarding modesty regarding the trait of arrogance the Mida Benonis is not the most appropriate route the Mida Benonis which is so controlling or so compelling with regards to other character traits should not be pursued regarding arrogance I just took a quick glance at the Rambam. The Rambam does, in fact, quote the Mishnah in Avos and does, in fact, in Hilchas Deos Perk, Beis Halachagimel quote Rabbi Levitas Ishyavna Meod Meod Havishval Ruach. It's a very famous story about um, the Sefer Mitzvahs Gadol, Ben Moshe Mikutzi, who wrote a an anthology, a list of his own Tariag Mitzvahs, the Mitzvahs which he thought should be included in the 613 slots. As he finished writing the Sefer. The night before he was about to go to print, a malach appeared to him in a dream. The malach instructed him to re-examine his list, for he had omitted one mitzvah. And inquiring what that mitzvah was, the smog was told by the malach that the mitzvah he had omitted was the iser of gaiva, the iser of arrogance, of haughtiness. Typically, character traits are dangerous, are detrimental, to religious behavior but it's hard to say that they're Asr even if they're Asr they may not occupy one of the Tariyagi Surim and they certainly don't carry an Onish because character traits if not acted upon are certainly within the realm of Lav Shembo Maisa for example if a person is jealous a person feels Kina so the Mishnah in Perkei Avos already warns us Hakina Hakavod Vehataiva 
But seeing the sadam in olam, they can become addictive, they can become controlling, they can consume the human being and sap his resources. But are they asr? Is there an isr in the Torah? Does the Torah legislate specifically against kina? Perhaps they're too basic to require legislation. Perhaps they're too dangerous to mandate a penalty. The trade itself is the greatest penalty. A person who's jealous, his penalty will be he remains forever jealous, seething with envy, unable to appreciate his own accomplishments, his own blessings. person feels kas. Is it usher to feel kas? Has he violated a particular isser in the Torah? No, a person who feels kas is slated to a life of anger and of fury and of, and of constant um, personal disquiet. But when it came to the Isra of Gaiva, the Malach warned Rabbeinu Moshe Mikutsi, this trait carries an Isser. Quoted a Gemara in Selta, based on the Pasuk, that in this case, an actual Isser applies. So Rabbeinu Moshe Mikutsi was forced to rewrite his list and to condense certain categories so as to allow the Isser of Kas, or the Isser, excuse me, the Isser of Avodazar, of Gaiva, to enter into the 613 lists of mitzvahs. The other trait which the Ramam describes as particularly dangerous is the trait of kas, the trait of anger. The Ramam writes, V'chein hakas, midara hi ad Of course, there isn't a Gemara which traces the Isser of kas to a Pasuk, the same way the Gemara in Soto traces the Isser of Gaiva to the Pasuk v'ram levavecha v'shachachta. But yet the Ramam believes that this trait is equally dangerous he quotes a very well-known Mamar Chazal, Amru Chachamim Harishonim, Kol HaKoes, Kilu Oved Avodas Kochavim, whoever is angry, being that anger is a momentary lunacy, is a passing insanity, person loses all sense of perspective, of wherewithal, of presence of a Kodesh Baruch Hu, and can act in a, in a radical and uncontrollable fashion without any constraint, without any discipline. It's tantamount to uh, blinding yourself to the presence of a Kodesh Baruch Hu, even temporarily. Another famous Mamar Chazal about the danger of Kaas, Moshe Rabbeinu, Kalakois, Imchachamu, Chachmasam, Mistalekas, Mimenu. The Chazal tell us it's a mission of Esther of Naslan, that Moshe Rabbeinu forgot some of his Torah when he was brought to anger. When the armies returned from defeating Midjan in Parshas Matos, Moshe is angry. For certain generals didn't heed his warnings to kill all the people, specifically the women. And Moshe was angry, and because he was angry, he forgot some of his Torah. And Elazar Cohen was forced to relay certain halachos regarding captured vessels, because Moshe no longer remembered those halachos. But these are the two traits which the Ramam believes are so dangerous at a practical level, and so morally troubling, morally corrupt at an ideal level, they should be guarded against even by migrating towards the opposite pole and adopting an extremist, complete rejectionist view of any trace of gaiva, of haughtiness, and of any trace of anger and of kas. Perhaps we can locate an antecedent to the Rambam's perspective in, of course, the very famous third parak of Kohelas. The sense that life is best lived in balance and there's a time and a place and a degree of expression for every human trait, then a Kaddish Baruch Hu does not endow us with good and bad traits, but with traits which can be used positively, traits which can be used in a harmful fashion. 
It's up to the human being to temper, to balance, to modulate his personality. And that the system of Torah, which HaKadosh Baruch Hu delivered, is a blueprint for such modulation, for such calibration. The Gemara in Shabbos says that a Tamad Chacham is defined as someone who knows how to invert his clothing. The Vilna Gon claim that inverting clothing is a metaphor. Clothing refers to a person's personality, his identity. Inversion of clothing suggests that there are some times when traits which are normally suppressed or stifled to be invoked and acted upon. Chazal tell us that Kalev and Batya were two famous rebels whose defiance literally saved Jewish history. Typically we view rebelliousness and defiance as traits which left unchecked or unfettered can be dangerous, can be poisonous to human well-being, to communal participation, and of course to acceptance and obedience of HaKadosh Baruch But there are moments of defiance. There are moments in which defiance is heroic. The very famous Musar school of Navardak excelled, emphasized the trait of defiance as the essential trait for the Ovid Hashem. The Talmudim of this Musar Yeshiva of Navardak would condition, would exercise in order to reinforce their sense of defiance. They would perform actions intentionally which were humiliating, which would incite public ridicule so they can better steel themselves, reinforce themselves against public scorn and display and internalize the trait of defiance. Plenty of other traits. Every trait has its moment. Every emotion which HaKadosh Baruch Hu endowed us with has its purpose and has its potential. And a Talmud Chacham is known or is defined as a human being who possesses the capacity to invert the clothing, the system of emotions and of character traits with which he was endowed. The very famous Ark of Kohelas perhaps already echoes the Rambam's ideal of the golden mean and of the time and place for everything. The Ark of Kohelas begins like Kolzman Vaes Lachol Chefetz Tachas Hashemayim. Eight la ledet, eight la mut, eight la tat, eight la kor, natua, eight la harog, eight la po, eight la frots, eight la vnot. Of course, the first two psukim describe activity, warfare, and peace, child childbearing and death, planting and removal. Fourth pasuk describes one could say more emotional existential states: ace livkos, ace lishok, ace svod, ace verkod times of merriment, times of sadness, times of rejoicing, and times of lament. Times of affection, times of distance and loneliness, separation. Shlomo Melch already articulates the alternating rhythms of the human condition and how our emotions are in, delivered by a Kaddish Baruch Hu to allow us to adapt to those alternating rhythms. Another interesting Pasuk, which perhaps is reminiscent of the Rambam's golden mean, the Pasuk in Parak Zion of Kohelas, Pasuk Ted Zion. Al Tehitzadikarbe, warning against over righteousness, warning against over intellectualization. Why should you be annihilated by such excesses? Ironically, was Shlomo Hamelech, who was indicted of being too pious on one occasion and of being too smart on another occasion. In both his overpiety, his overzealousness, and his sense of uh, intellectual arbitration, self-arbitration, ultimately um, invited doom. 
The Gemara in Yom and Afchaf Beis Lamed Beis describes. Actually, not Shlomo Melech. It's the case of Shaul Melech. Describes Shaul Melech warring with Amalek and reasoning to himself: How could he fulfill Hakadosh Baruch Hu's command to genocide? The Torah is so sensitive, even to one um, one anonymous human being, dead body which is found in the field, anonymous. The entire process of Egla Rufa is enacted. The Zakanim, the elders from the nearby adjacent cities, participate in a ceremony for swearing their involvement. Yadenu Lashatchu Asadam Hazev, Yadenu Laro, a pseudo carbon is offered, the Egla Rufa, a Tvila, Kapernal, Yamcho Yisrael. So if the Torah displays such heightened sensitivity even to the loss of an anonymous life, how could he perform genocide on the people of Amalek? Shaul continued to reason, the human being may have sinned and perhaps all the humans must be eradicated. Why should the animals be slaughtered? Perhaps the adult should be murdered. So finally, Abaskal emitted the Amrelo and it warned Shaul, don't believe that you could be a greater tzaddik, more pious and more sensitive to human suffering than a Kaddish Baruch Hu. Kaddish Baruch Hu has his reasons and in this case, he commands perhaps behavior which may not seem so righteous, but which ultimately is heroic in the sweep of Jewish history. So Shaul failed the test of Al-Tahit Tzadik and of course this failure led to the stripping of monarchy from Shaul HaMelech. Respectively, Shlomo HaMelech failed the test of Al-Tishakim Yoser. Torah Parsha Shoftim warns against a Melech marrying too many women, for perhaps overindulgence in marital or sexual affairs will turn his heart away from public responsibilities which a king should shoulder. Shlomo Melech, of course, married more than the allotted quota of wives. And he reasoned to himself, I will marry as many women as I choose, and I will ensure that my heart is not turned away from my public responsibilities. And sadly, of course, Shlomo's, uh, Shlomo's domestic and marital responsibilities did in fact not only turn his heart away from public commitment and public affairs, but turned his heart away from his service of HaKadosh Baruch Hu, from his faith in HaKadosh Baruch Hu, and introduced pagan idolatry not only to his palace but into Yushalayim and near the Mikdash. So one can already trace, subtly but can sense traces of the Rambam's middle road in some of the statements which Shlomo HaMelech issues in Sefer Kohelis, perhaps much of Sefer Kohelis can be interpreted, some of the contradictions of Sefer Kohelis perhaps may be interpreted as trying to achieve the balance and to discourage excess of any one particular trait. But of course, the notion of Midabenonis, a balanced, moderated attempt to modulate and calibrate human character traits, rather than um, building them towards extreme. This is, of course, the very, the very well-known stance of the Rambam. A stance which I must emphasize, again, applies to personality traits, not to the world of Inadam Lamakom, to mitzvahs, to Shmira Salacha, to Talmud Torah. I've sadly uh, heard from time to time individuals who justify apathetic performance of halacha or commitment to Talmud Torah or other affairs of Ben by claiming that they are adherents to the Rambam's golden road, golden mean, 
middle path. I'm firm, but not that firm. I keep halacha, but not that much halacha, because the Rambam authorizes the golden mean. Of course, this is a distortion of the Rambam's original intention. The Rambam is describing personality development, the way in which an individual balances his emotions and his traits. You've been listening to Rabbi Moshe Tarragon, the shiur on the essentials of Avodat Hashem. Tomorrow's shiur will be in Mesechet Brachot, Halacha Vavakada, shiur that I'll be giving. This is Ezra Bick speaking. Until then, Kol Tov, Bebekat HaTorah Mitzion. Learn Torah, Kva Itim La Torah. We'll be back tomorrow.